information is pre-recorded. Leading Edge Medicine provides only general medical information. Since everyone's individual situation is unique, you should consult your own physician before taking any action related to your personal health. All content of this program is intended for general informational purposes only. Good morning and welcome to Leading Edge Medicine with Dr. Jerry Mixon and Dr. Samira Umet. Leading Edge Medicine is sponsored by Longevity Medical Clinics and is devoted to helping you feel and function better tomorrow than you do today by providing the newest and most advanced medical care designed to improve both your body and your brain. Leading Edge Medicine will keep you informed regarding the very latest developments in science and medicine while highlighting some of the Northwest's most prominent physicians, all while helping you separate the science from the silly and the facts from the fiction. This is live call-in radio at its very best, giving you the opportunity to participate in the show. And now, here are your hosts for Leading Edge Medicine, Dr. Jerry Mixon and Dr. Samira Umat, along with their co-host, Lynette Morgan. Well, hi there and a very happy new year. Yes, well, tomorrow, tomorrow. Well, yes, yes. New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. Dr. Mixon here. I'm Lynette. And uh, this is actually a recorded program. We recorded this just before the holiday season. As you're listening to this show, I am somewhere (laughs) at 40,000 feet (laughs) headed back from Portugal. Wonderful, which means next week, maybe we'll have an update from you on how you're treating Yes, and I'll give you all the skinny. Portugal. Speaking of skinny. Yes, speaking of skinny, we were talking about this last week on Christmas Eve that, you know, weight loss tends to be the biggest thing we're thinking about um, after Christmas or this time of year. And what can we do? And I am betting that a whole lot of those New Year's resolutions involve around knocking off a few pounds of flesh. That's right. Getting healthy, um, exercising, all of those things. And we don't want you to start that in January and then Blow, you know, forget about it two weeks no, later. No. So we talked about some weight loss ideas last week. You were focusing on uh, semi-glutide. Semi-glutide, yes. Yep. Because that's Which the big a, one that the Hollywood the big people one, are all... The Ozempic that people yes. will be taking that was for diabetics, but people have been using for weight loss. And you teased us last week that there are some other things. There are some other things. Yeah, so there. let's talk about those on this New Year's well, let's, Eve. Let's talk about one that I used to use as a country doctor that okay. worked pretty darn well. Uh called Fentermine, okay, P-H-E-N-T-E-R-M-I-N-E, and this is a sympathomimetic. It's actually related to an amphetamine, but it's not terribly addictive, and it does a big job of shutting down your GI tract. You just lose interest in food, and you become more energetic, wide awake, alert. Uh, it's actually a pretty good drug. Uh there is some abuse potential, which is why I always used it in kind of a different way. I would tell people, take it each morning for 10 days. That's enough to change your eating pattern for 10 days. Then only use it no more than three days a week. Hmm, okay. It's only in your bloodstream about 10 hours out of a 24-hour day. And if you only use it three days a week, it's not in your system, you know, about five times more than it's in your system, which makes it virtually impossible to get a physical dependence on it. Okay, Okay. that's good to know. So you can use it long-term, just three days a week. And you use it for what I call your failure days. You know, there are days you've got a birthday party, an office party, a New Year's party. You are 
One of those days you just wake up and you say, food, I want to eat I'm not going to get through today. this day without, yeah. yes, yes. Those are the days you take it. Okay. Okay. Um, and, you know, on the days you have plenty of won't power, then you continue it. And by the way, I guess I did say won't power instead of willpower. <laughs> I learned many decades ago that my willpower is fine. It's my won't power that's lacking. Ah. Whenever I'm faced with a temptation, my immediate urge to say, sure, I will. <laughs> plenty of willpower. Okay. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's the it. I won't. Oh, it's the I won't. Okay. <laughs> the won't power is met, is lacking in me. So that's okay. you know, that's where I get that. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, they've got a newer version of this drug out. They mix it now with a second drug uh, called Toppermate, and the Toppermate is another uh, non-amphetamine. Uh, weight loss drug. And so they, they actually have three strengths or four strengths. You start with the lowest and you try that for a week. And if it's not doing enough, you step it up a week and see how you do. And if they need more, you step it up. So you take it up until you find the dose that works for you. And you have four doses to choose for it. But always start with the lowest and the proper dose of anything is just, just enough, enough to do, to do the, the job. job. <laughs> There's a lot of other weight loss drugs out there, most of whom I don't like because they have so many side effects and they're outrageously expensive. These at least are reasonable in cost. Okay. Um, there's another one that I've been on for a while that is not really designed as a weight loss drug. It's a, it's a life extension drug. It's a drug designed to make you live longer. Um, and, but it's got an interesting, uh, side effect in that among the, the, the wonderful things it does for your brain and your body is it restores your nutrient sensing. You know, as you get older, <clears throat> your body loses track of how much food you actually need. Uh -huh. And you stay hungry longer. And you start getting these carbohydrate cravings. And this is a drug called rapamycin that is is probably the only true, closest thing we've got to a true anti-aging drug on planet Earth. And among the things it does is restore nutrient sensing so your body actually knows when it's had enough. Okay. Isn't that pretty neat? Yes. <laughs> and so you don't eat just to be eating. Mm -hmm. You only eat when you actually need nutrients. Which is what we should be doing, well, right? We should be doing, yes. But it's like, oh, the clock says 12. I must eat. Yes. I'm not hungry. It's but, noon, but yeah. it's time to eat. No, and you don't do the time to eat anymore. Okay. So that's, that's a, a big help there. That is huge. All right. Now, of the things that we talked about today, the fentamine... The topramate uh, uh -huh. and the uh, rapamycin. And then last week we were talking about the semiglutide. Now, of all of those things, is that something that you can just go get over the counter or do you need your doctor? None of the above. Okay, none of the above. This is all something. All those drugs, both last week and this, are prescription medicine. Okay, so you go to your primary doctor and you ask him, hey, I heard about this. Is this something that would be good for me? That's right. Okay, that's the safest that's and best the safest way. way to do it. And, you know, these are all. FDA approved for something, most of them for weight loss, uh, all but the metformin, the, or not the metformin, the um, uh, rapamycin. Rapamycin. Okay. The rapamycin is only really written uh, traditionally for transplant rejections to prevent okay. you from rejecting somebody else's lungs or kidney that they put in you because your own failed. Uh, but it turns out that that drug uh, extends lifespan 
in every animal we've ever tested on. We think it will in humans, too. And up to 25% extension lifespan, which in a human would be uh, about yeah. an extra 16 years. We'll take it. You know? <laughs> yes. So, yeah. And I've been on it for a few months now, and I find that... My nutrient sensing has been restored. I don't get cravings for carbohydrates anymore. And that last little bit of pouch that I had on my sides, those little love handles, are fading away because I just, I don't. I was going to say, Dr. Mixon, I don't think you've ever had any, but but you would notice. I I can see them when I don't have clothes on. There's a difference in looking good with your clothes on and looking good with your clothes off. (laughs) And I see me with my clothes off. So I'm hypercritical, maybe. Okay. Okay. You know, yeah. So I get a nice, hard, flat belly, but those little love handles just didn't want to go away, and now they've faded. They're starting to fade. Well, they're pretty much faded. This is good. This is good. Okay. I like that. Now, all of these things, of course, are prescription. You ask your primary doctor about it because your neighbor's on it. You don't go taking hers or your parents or friends or whatever. Some of these things are expensive enough. Your neighbor's not going to give them to you. Uh, No. Okay. That's the semi-glutide's a thousand dollars a month. Okay. Okay. Unless you are prescribed for the reason it was. That's right. The, the, the fenturin and stuff is about two hundred, two hundred fifty dollars a month. Okay. Okay. You know, and the rapamycin is also two or three hundred dollars a month. So these are not real cheap. These are not penicillin. You know, at five dollars for a course. Okay. Um, but. You know, they do help, and they can help you get control of your eating and your weight, and that's a good thing. There you go. Now, what if you don't have an issue? Somebody listening might be going, okay, well, um, I just can't lose weight, and I'm not an overeater. I'm not a snacker, uh, but yet I still can't lose those pounds. Would this be something that would work for them? The fentermine not- would. Okay. The fentermine and, and topramate and the rapamycin, probably all three of those. Okay. Um well, maybe even semaglutide. Okay. But the, the study was in people that did both lifestyle and, but um, the others, they decrease appetite even more. Okay. And so that makes it easier to lose. And you know, most people who say, I don't overeat, they don't know how much they eat. Okay. You know, we, we have acculturated ourselves to much larger portions. True. Than our parents and grandparents. Ate. This is healthy. I'll eat twice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, there have been studies where they actually went back and looked at restaurant serving sizes from the 1950s and those from the 2000s. So restaurant serving sizes are almost triple oh, what they were in the 1950s. Okay. Hamburgers are much bigger. French fries used to be a little uh, tiny cup of fries. Now it's a great big giant. Of fries. And it's all yeah. you can eat fries or yes. bump it up to yeah, supersize no, So they, they don't do Ugh. that. So, okay. So what's happened to us is we've been acculturated to much bigger plates of food. Okay. And so even people say, well, I don't overeat. Mm-hmm. You probably do. You just, you just don't know it. Yeah. And I'm wondering if these meds, too, will help you, you know, because you're not hungry, you're going to think about, okay, am I hungry? Yeah. Maybe I'll yeah, just no. have yeah, the, a little bit. The other thing that helps, That's too, though, thing. is to buy a little food scale and put it in your kitchen and actually weigh your portions for a month. Okay. You'll dis- you'll discover that two ounces of this and four ounces of that is a lot Not, less yeah, than you thought it less. was. <laughs> Wait, but I want more. Yeah, because okay. I'm used to more. Yes. Okay. So these are things to get it so that you don't 
get the cravings and you can get by and then go ahead, get yourself a decent food scale. Okay. Other than all that expense, spend 10 or $15. Keep it on the counter so you know. On the counter, weigh your portion so you know how much you're actually eating. Okay. I love that. Okay. We have just a couple more minutes here before we jump into some of our favorite phone calls from this past year. We're going to play those back for you. So today is not the day to call in because we are not here live in the studio. We are enjoying some time with our families. Just want to remind you about that. So we won't be giving you that phone number. Uh, We want you to call in next week and let us know how your holidays went. We'll also get that report about uh, Dr. Mixon and his family in Portugal. Okay, so we've talked about the weight loss, which always seems to be the biggest goal for people in the new year, which is is starting tomorrow. Uh, Exercise is another one of those things. It is. We know it's important. What are some ways to start? Just start. Just do anything. Start. Do something. Walk. Okay. You know, you don't have to run. Walk. Here's the thing people don't realize. Calorie burn is a function of weight times distance. Okay. So if you weigh whatever you weigh, if you walk one mile or run one mile, you burn the same number of calories. Hmm. If you run it, you get there faster. So you burn the calories quicker, but it's the same number of calories. So a mile walk, a two mile walk, a mile two or three times a day is the same calorie burn as running. So, okay. I so like save that. Save your feet, save your knees, save your back. Just get moving. Get moving. And so if you're thinking, I can't do it because of those reasons, yeah. just took those excuses away. Just take those excuses. Okay. But you do what you can do. If you can't even walk pounds on your back, fine, get on a, get on the uh, elliptical train. Uh-huh. Okay. Swim. Okay. Do something to be do moving. Something. and Move your body. All right. Hey, maybe that should be your resolution. Don't say, okay, I'm going to exercise more, get to the gym. Uh, Just move your body. If you're in those first steps, no matter what age you are, that has got to be the best way to start. I do two to three miles every morning, another two to three miles every evening. I walk one and I run one. Okay. Which one do you do first? I break it up. I walk in the early morning because okay. I don't want to have to go take another shower before I go to work. Oh, that's true. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. And then in the evening, I do my run, and then I can get as sweaty as I want, and I go take a shower. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. The secrets of Dr. Mixon. That's and right. uh, yes, you know, the show Leading Edge Medicine. We are here, and we are excited about being with you again in the new year, which starts tomorrow. Of course, we'll all be back live in the studio next week with Dr. Umat, Dr. Dr. Mixon and our, our favorite doctors that like to come in on our show as well. Uh, Dr. Michael Gilbert, Dr. Dan Nelson, Dr. Brian McKay, and more. Uh, hey, thank you so much for being a part of our show this whole year. Uh, we're going to feature some of our favorite phone calls over the next segments. And we'll talk to you next. Oh, yes. Week. Next week, year. we will be live in the studio. Have a great and a very wonderful Happy New Year. And thank you for listening. Leading Edge Medicine. Leading Edge Medicine. For the first time in history, you can choose how to age. When considering stem cell therapy, it only makes sense to consider the only doctor with over 30 years of experience with pain management, including stem cell therapy. And that's Dr. Daniel Nelson, MD, with Eastside Pain and Regenerative Medicine. Listen to what June has to say. 
I recently had stem cell therapy on my knee with you. I've been sort of hobbling around with this left knee for a long, long time. I was listening to Dr. Mixon, and he recommended you and the, the stem cell therapy, and I made a consultation. A couple of weeks later, I had my stem cell therapy done, and quite honestly, I'm so happy with the results. My plan is to have the other one done in the fall. You should consider stem cell therapy, but call a medical doctor with experience, Dr. Daniel Nelson, MD, 425-823-4000. That's 425-823-4000 or DanielNelsonMD.com. Does anybody re-record these songs? Yeah, what is They're perfect. They can't perfect. be made any better. Oh. You know? Yeah, I love what Bing Crosby, White Christmas. Yes. Uh, Perry Como, Happy oh, Holidays. Perry Como. That guy's oh. got the most golden pipes I've ever heard. And then, of course, Nat King Cole. Just yes. Yeah. Oh, Dean boy. Martin. I love Dean Martin. Of course, the reason I like Dean Martin is he and I have the same four-note range. Oh, you know, okay. He's got, a, <laughs> yes. he's got a beautiful voice. Oh, I don't. boy, yeah. But, but I can, what Dean Martin sings, I can sing. Can sing. I can sing his songs, yes. Very good. Well, we'll uh, play a little of that and, uh, over the next couple of weeks and uh, give you that little Christmassy feel. Dude, I, went to, I, I went to the uh, the Bellevue uh, Snowflake Lane oh, parade yes. last night. Oh, a little bit of drizzle, but okay. it didn't bother anybody. We were all standing out there in the drizzle and a little wind. and mm. and But every time I hear those old Christmas songs, I get a lump in my throat, a moist eye, mm-hmm. and I, I want to dance. Oh. You know, I smile, I sing along, I do a little dance. <laughs> it takes you back. <laughs> it does. Music it just takes you back does, right you know? to the first time you heard it or some great memories. And- childhood. Oh. <laughs> yes, it does. I remember it really does. my my parents had the big stereo in the living room that was the size of like a big TV yes, nowadays. Yes, the was... giant with the big speakers on the side and and the yes. Perry, you know whatever album was playing, my mom had sitting in front, and I would hold the Perry Como album and look into those blue eyes and yes. listen to him singing. My mother used to swear that Perry Como oh. could park his shoes under her bed. <laughs> I better ask my mom about that, too. <laughs> that was a nice-looking album cover. I'll have to talk to you. And then Bing with the Santa hat. Yes. Oh, boy. I haven't watched that yet, but that is my traditional wrap the Christmas presents in front oh. of the fire while having White Christmas on okay. at least once or twice. Yeah, yeah we never, we, we weren't sure if we were going to be home or not at Christmas this year. We decided oh, okay. to. My, my daughter loves waking up to the Christmas tree. Oh, yes. But So we bought all our stuff early because okay. of the shipping issues. We wanted to make yep. sure we had it. That's right. But we all got small enough stuff so that we could oh, pack it in hold Christmas on the East Coast or, you know, in the Caribbean or something if we wanted to. There you go. But instead, we're doing Christmas at home and we're leaving the day after okay, Christmas. Okay, that's a good plan. Yeah. This is a good so. plan. All right, well, we've got Fred patiently waiting on the phone. Fred is from Tacoma. Good morning, Hello? Fred. Good morning, Fred. How are you today, sir? Uh, Hello, nice people. Say, I'm pushing <laughs> 80. Uh-huh. And... Uh, I'm reluctant to go to the gym because I have to handle all that equipment with my bare hands. Uh, A year ago, I used these thin, uh, what do you call, food handling gloves, but that didn't work well. 
when I do leave the gym, I wash my hands, I wipe everything off in the car mm-hmm. upon arriving at home, and then I wash my hands again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have taken the second job jab, and mm-hmm. I even wear my Let's Go Brandon mask. Good, good. <laughs> my pushing. <laughs> <laughs> Am I, so I'm good there. Am I pushing my luck by handling all that? Sh- no, you're pushing your luck by people. breathing in the gym. Um, you know, when, when this first started way back two years ago, we thought it was going to be like influenza, mm-hmm. which is primarily mm-hmm. droplet spread. And so we said, you know, those droplets come out if you cough or sneeze and then they fall to the ground and they get on surfaces. Then you can touch them and you pick them up and, you know, you touch your eyes or your mouth or you stick your finger up your nose and you catch the disease. Mm -hmm. It turns out that's not how this disease spreads. That's outdated. But our houses are cleaner because of it. But our houses are yes. much cleaner as a <laughs> and consequence. And doorknobs. That's right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they, they got swabbed when they had gone oh, for boy. 20 years without a swab, and suddenly they were getting swabbed three times a day. No, um, it turns out that droplet spread is extremely rare for, for this coronavirus. This is an aerosolized virus. That is, the droplets are so small that they don't fall to the ground very easily. Mm-hmm. They float up into the air. They're picked up in the heating and air conditioning system and circulated through the building. And your risk, the longer you are inside with other people, the higher your risk of catching the virus. Oh. Okay, and so it's not it's not droplet spread. So all these precautions on on your hands and your fingers, they don't do you any harm, but they probably don't protect you against coronavirus, except maybe one percent of the time. Uh, the big thing with this is aerosol, and it it that's why the six foot separation is foolish. It doesn't do any good. Um, three feet works just as well. Two feet works just as well because once you breathe, you're getting what's in the air. Yeah, it's just it, and it's circulating through the the HVAC system. So should I just should I just stay there uh, thirty minutes and then leave? Yeah, minimize your time. Hope that they've got great filtration. If they have HEPA filtration systems in their airflow system, they're filtering out the vast majority of the virus. Hmm. Um, you know, so there, there are systems that, that put, uh, that shine really potent ultraviolet light within the system and kill the viruses and activate them. So if your gym has taken appropriate precautions on its air handling system, you're at pretty low risk. Um, okay. but I don't know anything or, about your gym. Or, or should I not go at all? <laughs> You know, I have only been to the gym half a dozen times in the last two years, and I love I love to exercise. I hate getting fat, um, but I just I don't I don't know anything about their air handling system, and I know how this virus spreads. And I've just pretty much stayed away from the gym. I've I've been there a few times, but I won't run the treadmills or anything because I don't want to breathe that deeply. I've gone a few times to pump a little iron, but. Every time I go, I get nervous. So I'm, yeah, I'm waiting. And I've had three jabs, yeah. by the way. I, I got my first two, and two and a half weeks ago, I got my third one. Yes. So, you know. I, I, am, I take uh, ten, I take 10,000 units of that vitamin D3. Uh-huh. Is that too much? 
Well, it depends on what your blood level is. I mean, 5,000 units keeps me in an optimal range. And I'm at 10, so I'm right there with you. Yeah. You know, it's not as much what you put in your mouth as what's in your bloodstream. And so you should mm-hmm. get your vitamin, your 25-hydroxy vitamin D level checked about twice a year just to make sure that it's between 60 and 90. If it's in that range between 60 and 90, I think you're golden. Uh, do, do I need to slack off in the summertime? Because I'm out in the sun more so than yeah, probably. like on a rainy day now. Yes, yeah. And, you know, I, I put we check all of our patients in the spring and fall. We check them in the fall to see what they're going into the winter as. And we check them in the spring to see what they're coming out of the winter as. Oh, and then we adjust their dose twice a day at, at our clinic. Or twice, a, I'm sorry, twice a, a year at our clinic. So... Um, you know, without knowing what your lab values are, I can't give you much much guidance. I understand. Well, I think you answered all my questions, and I appreciate appreciate your show. And I hang up and uh, continue right. to listen. Okay, there you go. take Thank care, you, Fred. And have a merry Christmas oh, and a yes. happy New Year. All right. <laughs> okay, I think he's gone. All right. All right. Who's next? Okay, we have Chris from Seattle on the phone. And if you'd like to call and get through, here is our phone number. It's 800-465-8770. That's 800-465-8770. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Well, thank you, sir. How can we help? So I have two topics that I need you to uh Give me the definite answers on one. Is <laughs> you realize that I'm, I'm I'm not real big on definite answers. There you go. I'll give you something that just might not be accurate. Yeah, I, I'll tell you the yeah. truth as I understand it today. Okay, right. okay. <laughs> that works. So I had a conversation with a friend in the gym, and we were talking about eating prior to going to bed. Uh-huh. And uh, he told me that he eats quite a bit right before he goes to bed, and he he he's very muscular as am I. Um, and so I thought, man, how is he getting away with that? And so he tells me that, you know, when we're at rest and we're sleeping, our pituitary gland and our growth hormone, that's when it's being produced the most. And, and his thing was, well, that's when it needs to be, you know, nourished. And then the second one is, um, uh, breakfast. I told him I eat a, a pretty good breakfast, robust breakfast in the morning, and he's like, "Well, I don't, I don't even eat breakfast because I've been sleeping all night, and I ate uh-huh. before I went to bed." And he said, "The last thing I want to do is give my sluggish body more food in the morning." Okay. So can you kind of clarify those two for me? Yeah, sure. I'll I'll touch on the best I can. Um, it depends what you're trying to accomplish. If he is kicking his his growth hormone levels up with exercise and intermittent fasting and or supplementation if he is exercising vigorously and regularly he can get away with an evening meal assuming he skips breakfast let me let me kind of touch on the physiology here this is for the average person i don't recommend eating at night Okay. In fact, I recommend going to bed with an empty stomach for the average American because most Americans are not stressing their muscles enough to still be in muscle production mode when they go to bed at night. Okay. Most Americans are spending their evenings sitting quietly, playing on the computer, watching TV, doing a video game, and they go to bed. If you go to bed with 
food in your stomach and gut. You're going to be digesting that food during the night. Energy will be coming into the system. Your metabolism has slowed to its lowest point in a 24-hour period. It's true, you do make most of your growth hormone between about 2 and 4 a.m. in your period of deepest sleep. That's when you produce most of your growth hormone. But the, the lifespan of growth hormone is only about 20 minutes. Okay, but it, produce, it triggers your liver to make IGF-1, insulin-like growth factor 1. The average lifespan of IGF-1, which is what is actually doing the growth, uh, triggers is 22 hours. So you make that at 2 to 4 in the morning, you got a 22-hour lifespan for it. It's not wearing off till midnight. Mm. <laughs> so, so, you know, I don't worry too much about when you made your growth hormone. But your metabolism slows down. You've still got energy coming into the system. You're not burning that system because you've been sluggish all evening and now you're sound asleep. What are you going to do with the energy? Well, you're going to produce tissue with it. And for most people, because they're not exercising vigorously, the tissue they're going to make is fat. Mm-hmm. Okay. On the other hand, if the average American with a sedentary lifestyle doesn't eat in the evening and he goes to bed with an empty stomach, his metabolism is still slowing down, but he's got no energy coming in. How is he going to live till, till the sun comes up? Mm. Oh, he's going to burn fat. To, to produce that energy. Ooh, I vote that. <laughs> so the odds on you being in perfect balance are pretty low. Most of us are either going to make or burn fat in the night. And if our, if our energy, if our energy accessibility, that is food in our gut, is not there, most of us will burn fat. Mm, okay. Okay. If we've got food still there and energy coming into the system and we're not burning it, we make fat. Except in people like your buddy. And you, perhaps, who are working out really hard, and you got high levels of growth hormone all the time, and you're going to use that energy to make muscle. Mm-hmm. But it depends on your lifestyle. Yes. Right, right. Uh, Chris, would you hang on? We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be back to talk more about this in just a minute, okay? Sure. This is Leading Edge Medicine, and we love taking your phone calls. Here's our number today, 800-465-8770. What's your question? What would you like to talk to Dr. Mixon about? We'd love to hear from you at 800-465-8770. We'll be right back. Leading Edge Medicine. Happy New Year's, everyone. Today's edition of Leading Edge Medicine has been pre-recorded. Pete Talbot here again for a good friend of mine, Dr. Michael Gilbert of Northwest Vision Institute in Bellevue and Kirkland. My wife Vicki and I have been seeing him for over 20 years. But most importantly, Michael and his entire medical team are simply amazing, offering what virtually no other clinics offer, an advanced ocular exam. Honestly, it's like Dr. McCoy on Star Trek compared to the typical eye exam you're used to. For nearly 40 years now, I've been researching and interviewing physicians throughout 
throughout the country. And I can tell you, whether it's LASIK, RLE, refractive cataract surgery, retina or dry eye problems, without question, Dr. Gilbert and all the doctors at Northwest Vision Institute are some of the most advanced in the Pacific Northwest. To schedule your advanced ocular exam, go to nwvision.com nwvision.com or you can call 425-450-2020 Oh the weather outside is frightful but the fire is so delightful since we've no place to go let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. It I wish it would snow today with all this rain. Yes. <laughs> A few flurries, but check, it is in the forecast. Check the mountains. Yes, I might have to do that this weekend with my husband to get a snow fix. So welcome back, Leading Edge Medicine. I'm Lynette, along with Dr. Jerry Mixon. And we were talking with Chris from Seattle about eating before going to bed uh, and not eating when you wake up or vice versa. What's the best? Dr. Mixon will well, continue. And I have a little bit different pattern. I uh, I eat a big, robust breakfast. Okay, I have whipped cream and bread and meat and eggs and anything I feel like. and But then I go out and I run three or four miles. Mm, okay. And then I go to work. And then I have a pretty good lunch. But then I don't eat again until the next morning. That's it. So, so you're doing yeah. intermittent fasting. So my fast is usually from about 1 o'clock in the afternoon until about 6 or 6.30 in the morning. So, you know, I, I go to bed with an empty stomach and I get to burn off the fat that I put on in the morning. Um, you know, so that's that's the way it works for me. Uh, two big, robust meals a day in which I satisfy myself with any damn thing I please. There and you go. And I go for, you know, for whatever it is from one till six. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what is so that? One last recommendation yeah. if I or if sure. I could ask. Um, so I used to compete in bodybuilding. I'm in uh-huh. my, um, like I'm just turned 62 now and I'm uh-huh. still, um, very muscular. Um, haven't Good. really lost much of what I had before, although I'm not training as intensely as I was back then. So for somebody like me now, I spend probably an hour and a half to two hours in the gym and it's probably, um, at least, four to five days a week. Um, would you recommend somebody like that? I have a fairly high metabolism. I, could, I uh-huh. guess I could say, should should I, would it be okay for me to eat at night before I go to bed? What would you recommend Probably. for me? Yeah, for, for you, you know, you've got a lot of muscle mass. Muscle burns calories. It's, it's a high energy expenditure tissue. And so people with a lot of muscle mass are burning calories at a furious rate. Uh, so, you know, you you are not the average American. For you, eating some at night is probably a safe enough thing to do. You know, watch your watch your percentage of body fat over time. If it starts to creep up, you've got to cut down. You know, it's, it's a lot more efficient to not put the calories in your mouth in the first place <clears throat> than it is to put them in and try to burn them off. Right. Uh, you know, so, uh, but... You know, watch what's happening and, you know, adjust your diet as needed. How do you feel about breakfast for somebody like me, then? Well, again, it's total calories in versus total calories out as far as 
you know, energy expenditure goes. But there are metabolic advantages to intermittent fasting. So if you want to eat breakfast and dinner and then fast during that period, you know, or if you want to have your an early dinner and then not not eat again till breakfast, that's fine, too. Uh, it's the snacking that kills us. It's, uh, you know, yes, we had a meal, and then an hour later I had a little touch of this, and two hours later I had a touch of that, and, you know, and you just keep the calories coming in through the day and the evening. You know, it's those sitting around bored, hand-to-mouth disease where you keep Uh, But Christmas cookies don't count, right, Dr. Well, not for Santa. Oh, you're right. But, you know, but he's an elf. His metabolism is a little different than ours. Yes. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I, okay. I would suggest you get a 12 to 14 hour period, some point in your 24 hour day in which you don't eat. But when you put that period in is less important than the fact that it's there. And would that be daily or would that be intermittent throughout the week? <clears throat> if you're going to do intermittent through the week, like two or three days a week, then the periods need mm-hmm. to be much longer. Mm-hmm. Okay. You, know, you can do you can do daily for twelve to fourteen hours, or you can do, you know, <clears throat> weekly, t- twice a week, at uh, you know longer periods. I, I know people who will go twenty four hours without eating one day a week. They have nothing but water and coffee, um, and it, it seems to work. Okay. Great. Well, thank you so very much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you, Chris. I hope you call back and let us know how it's going. (laughs) Yeah, I will. All right. Merry Christmas. Take care, sir. Leaning Edge Medicine, taking your calls and your phone calls uh, and questions at 1-800-465-8770. Heading down south to Olympia now, we have BJ on the phone. Hello, BJ. Uh, Good morning. I'm calling regarding my husband, who is 89, And up until a week ago, he was only taking a baby aspirin plus his vitamins. Uh And a week ago, he was diagnosed with AFib and was prescribed uh, Eliquis and Metropopol. And we had a follow-up appointment yesterday, and there was swelling in his uh, feet and legs. And he's been prescribed uh, Pyrosamide for water. Yeah, Pyrosamide, Uh, yeah. Okay, and uh, well, my question is, I tried to get on the Internet, but the Internet is, is down this morning. Um, should he not have grapefruit along with the, when he's taking Eliquis? Okay. Um, let me recap your, your issues, first of all, for most of the audience that doesn't understand what we're talking about, okay? Atrial fibrillation is a condition in which the upper two chambers of the heart are not contracting. Those upper chambers are supposed to contract to load the big, powerful lower chambers to really pump the blood out. Um, In atrial fibrillation, they're just kind of sitting there wiggling like a bag of worms. They're not doing their job. That decreases cardiac output 15 to 20 percent. A a 20-year-old can drop his cardiac output by 20%, and it's not a big deal. Your husband's pushing 90. Um, He doesn't have great output to start with. His decreasing 15 to 20% can shift him over into congestive heart failure, which he's just not pumping efficiently. They put him on two drugs, Eliquis, which is to prevent him from forming clots in those upper chambers. Because... 
if they're not contracting and emptying the blood, that blood can get stagnant. And you can develop what we call a mural thrombus, a great big blood clot that kind of lines the entire wall of the chamber. If he then shifts from atrial fibrillation to a sinus rhythm, which now all of a sudden they contract like they're supposed to, he can break off that big clot, kick it out to his lung, and die of a pulmonary embolism. So the eloquist is to prevent those clots from forming. So that's that's a good thing. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Bad news with eloquist is it's a little pricey. Occasional grapefruit is not going to do him any harm. Okay. He should okay, not go well, on. Yeah. A, he shouldn't go on a grapefruit weight loss diet in which he's eating, you know, nothing but grapefruit for the next week. No, he just has a quarter of grapefruit every day. It's not going to do him any harm. Okay, a quarter of grapefruit. Okay, along is, with is, other, along yeah. with other fruit. That's right. Yes, I'm, that one. That one doesn't ter- concern me with those modest amounts. And you know, with most things in life, it's not what you do; it's how much of it you do that gets you into okay. trouble. And a quarter All of right. a grapefruit is pretty piddly. Now, okay. the metoprolol is a what we call a beta blocker. It slows the heart down so it doesn't beat as fast, um, mm-hmm. but. Dr. Mixon's first rule of medicine, anything strong enough to help is strong enough to hurt. The upside of metoprolol is it slows the heart down so it doesn't race and be so irregular for him. That's the good news. The bad news is metoprolol, especially in in older men, is kind of famous for triggering depression and fatigue, lethargy. So watch his attitude. Watch his mood, okay? If he starts to slump emotionally on you, you're going to need to go talk to your cardiologist and let him adjust that drug, right? Okay, well... Yeah, he doesn't have a cardiologist uh, yet. Okay, well, he needs one. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, Uh, I know he needs one. Yeah. And the uh, other thing is that the metoprolol can make congestive failure. Remember I talked about this irregular beat means that you're not pumping blood efficiently and you can develop congestive heart failure. Primary sign of congestive heart failure in older people is swelling in the feet and legs. Okay. Okay. And, the, and, and that's meto- what just has started. Yeah, and the metoprolol can make that worse. Okay. So again, depressive disorders and fluid buildup and congestive failure. I don't. We don't worry so much about the extra fluid in the feet and legs, but that's a sign that it can be developing in the lungs. Fluid, okay. Okay. fluid building up in the lungs is a lot more serious than fill, you know, fluid building up in the feet. But right. when you see one, you worry about the other. So once more, All right. well, I, yeah. get in to see the cardiologist. I, right, I will. And thank you very much. I appreciate your comments. All right. Take care, dear. Bye-bye. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Bye. You're listening to Leading Edge Medicine with Dr. Jerry Mixon, and we have a phone number if you'd like to call and be on the show. We're live today and every Saturday, yeah, except, except on Christmas. Christmas Day. And, <laughs> and New, New Year's and Day. New, Christmas and New Year's, we're going to go play. That's right, as you should. But here's the number to get through today, 800-465-8770. Now, Dr. Mixon is mm. a founder of Longevity Medical Clinic. True. This is true. How many years has it been for you? Like 23, I think I Yeah, I 1998. Measured. 1998. I started this clinic in 1998. Yes. Um, and it is now expanded to three clinics. Mm-hmm. So, Kirkland, Tacoma, Linwood. Yep. Um, yeah, it, it, it's been a delight because 
for the first time in my medical career, 23 years ago, I stopped, A, working for the insurance company and went back to working for the patient, yes. which I love because that means that you know our job is to keep the patient happy rather than keep the insurance company happy. Um, the other thing is that it allows me to help people get better instead of just intervening as they go downhill. Mm. You know, the fact is that with modern science, we can help the average American function significantly better than, quote, normal. Because normal is what usually happens. Mm -hmm. And what usually happens is as you age, you get slower, weaker, fatter, dumber, sexless. Uh, every aspect of your life starts going downhill. And it's gradual, so most people adjust to it. And they think, well, you know, I'm just getting older. Well, that's foolish. Yeah, we're all getting older. We are. <laughs> but that doesn't mean we have to get slow, weak, fat, and stupid, or sexless. Right. What we need to do is we get stronger, faster, leaner, smarter, and sexier. And that is possible. And that's what the clinic is all about. Our mm -hmm. goal is to treat the normal mm -hmm. but undesired changes of aging and make you better next year than you are this year. Absolutely. And so to help you with that, we came up with what we call the free health assessment. Mm -hmm. And it's a visit in which we don't charge you any money. That's right. You fill out some forms so that we know what life has done to you up till now. You come on in, we measure your hemoglobin A1C, gratis on us mm -hmm. that a1c tells me your risk of diabetes dementia uh, how fast your heart and muscles are going to go bones go downhill we then measure your percentage of muscle versus fat in your belly your arms and your legs and we once more because that visceral fat is incredibly destructive uh, we can get a pretty good picture of what's ahead for you yeah and so then if you are if we can see that you're at high risk we will put you in a in a different program where we'll draw blood and we'll run enormous number of tests you'll get about a 70 page printout this is so true i counted my pages <laughs> 71 actually 71 yeah, for you 71 for me mm -hmm. all depends a little bit some people get 69 some get 72 so about 70 yeah and uh, you sit down with one of our doctors for an hour. They go over your labs. They go over your history. They go over what your goals are. What are you trying to accomplish? And we can come up with a pretty good idea of what it's going to take to get you where you really want to go. Then you can decide if you want to join us or not. Absolutely. Get that free health analysis appointment by giving us a call at 1-866-86-YOUNG. That's 866-86-YOUNG. Or you can go online and sign up online really quickly. LMClinic.com. That's LMClinic.com. Pick the day and the time that work best for you. And we'll see you at the clinic. Longevity Medical Clinic. Okay. And get you on your way to making 2020 a much healthier year for you. We'll be back with more Leading Edge Medicine and Dr. Mixon in a moment. If you or someone you love is struggling with memory issues, find out about Longevity Memory. Call Longevity right now to schedule your memory consultation evaluation. 425-654-0258. That's 425-654-0258.
This edition of Leading Edge Medicine is pre-recorded, so please don't try and call the show. Longevity Medical Clinic is happy to announce that Longevity Development, the business and marketing arm of Longevity Medical Clinic, has entered a strategic management relationship with Paramount Pharmacy. As a medical clinic, we cannot tell anyone where they have to go to fill their compounded prescriptions. We can only make suggestions. But for the last two years, we have referred our patients to Paramount Pharmacy for three key reasons. Excellent quality control excellent pricing, and excellent customer service. And now, due to our new management oversight and relationship, Longevity Development and Paramount are actually working together to better serve our patients. A team approach to better health care. It truly can make a difference. And now, to celebrate and to convince you that we truly feel we can better serve your health needs while saving you money, Paramount has agreed to make an offer to all new patients willing to give Paramount to try. On your first prescription only, Paramount is offering you a 90-day supply for their 30-day cost. That's right, a 90-day prescription for the 30-day cost. All you need to do is call Paramount at 425-251-1660. It's as simple as that. Call 425-251-1660. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Jingle bells swing and jingle bells ring. Snowing and blowing a bushels of fun. Now the jingle hop has begun. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle, jingle bell, bell rock. We had to get that one in today. Bobby Helm there. I am so anxious for snow. Yes, me too. I want to go skiing. Oh, go yes. Skiing. You know. oh, I just love looking at it, and oh, it just the the first little white spot. Oh, I, I just mm, yeah. Well, you know, when I was a kid, of course, my my skiing was the the faster I could go bombing straight down the fall line, and the more spectacular the crash, the better time. Oh, I the had. better as long as you could get right back up, right? As long as I could get back. up, <laughs> yes. There were times I had difficult. One time, like when I broke one of the skis in half, but. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Oops. <clears throat> yeah. That oh, was, love that. Yeah, that was Some a- of my best memories, taking the kids up yeah. every Saturday morning, the, the kids ha- were in lessons. Yeah. And then if the kids were in lessons, they would give the parents uh, free tips as well. Uh-huh. So uh, I had my uh, son in there, uh, all of them by the age four. Yeah. And it was just crazy seeing them at age five and six going up the chairlift and coming yes. down. And it was oh. like, woo. My nine-year-old, my oh. biggest problem with her is I said, Turn. 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 Don't go straight down the yes. mountain. That's what your daddy Turn. did as a kid. Yeah. Turn. <laughs> now, of course, oh. I, I have a little different attitude. I, I start at the top of the mountain, and I want to gracefully flit and fly. Uh. And if I can get to the bottom of the mountain with no snow on my ass, I've had <laughs> a good No tree run. in your face. <laughs> this is good. This is good. Oh, tis the season. Love that. Taking your calls today, Leading Edge Medicine, 1-800-465-8770. Let's head over to Kent. We have Tyler on the phone. Tyler, hi there. Good morning. Hello, Tyler. Hi, good morning. Good morning. How can I help, sir? Hi. Hi, um, I'm a pretty active uh, 32-year-old male. Um, uh-huh. I'm pretty healthy, but I was wondering how can I stay healthier and kind of be proactive about my health. Like, um, I've heard that you can take tests to, like, mm-hmm. check your, um, like, palates, like, which will check, like, liver function and 
liver like and that. kidney and that? growth factors, inflammatory markers, oh, yeah. and yeah, we do it all. Yeah. Um, what type of test should I be looking for? Well. <laughs> First of all, way to go. Yes. Way it's, to go for coming in yeah, and talking you, about it at this age wanna, and not waiting until you're... The trick, though, is you want a far more comprehensive test than the average physical exam does. Mm. You know, the average physical is looking gotcha. for your liver and kidney function studies, your CBC, just to see if you're getting anemic or something. Um, <clears throat> and that's pretty uh-huh. much it. You know, then comes the physical exam, which is basically an inventory. You know, ears two, eyes two, nose one, your mouth intact. Um, uh-huh. We like to look at things a lot more depth than that. And I know at 32, you're thinking you're you're still relatively bulletproof. But let me tell you, I start. We started my wife on therapy when she was 29. Right. Um, oh wow. Yeah, when when she and I got married, I was 57, she was 27, (laughs) all right? Um, And we started her in her late 20s because she did not want to undergo the aging process like is normal. She's now in her mid-40s and is often mistaken for someone who is in their late 20s. Uh, She is lean and strong and fast and, you know, just uh, gorgeous. Um, But we've, we've never let her undergo those changes and the question in our mind is you know she's now in her mid 40s she should be approaching menopause soon are we ever going to let her go through menopause (laughs) or are we going to keep her with youthful numbers until she's 80 i don't know Mm. you know i'm 74 we keep my my endocrine support in the mid-range of a healthy 25 year old and it's helped me be a whole lot stronger and faster and leaner and smarter than I'm supposed to be at this advanced age. Um, oh, nice. I, I don't know what we're going to do with her. So, you know, you've got options today. Uh, at your age, we probably wouldn't have to do a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. But then as the decades go by, we would probably have to do more and more and more. But the question is, do you want to let the downhill side happen and then try to fix it? Or do you want to prevent it from happening in the first place? <laughs> yeah, I'm into preventing. There you <laughs> go. Yeah. Way to go. And so, you know, usually we've got a fair number of 30-somethings in our practice. Mm-hmm. And um, it's usually women, frankly. It's, it's women who don't want to get old. And men gotcha, gotcha. don't mind some gray and wrinkles as much because for, for men, a few gray, some gray and a few wrinkles is actually a status. You know, it says, well, you're mature and you're, you know, you're still virile. Women don't want to lose their, their youthful glow. So most of our 30 somethings are women, but we do have a few 30 something men that have just said, Hey, I don't want to go there. Yep. Check me out and see what I need to do to prevent that. So, you know, we're here. We're happy to help. But, you know, it all depends on what your goals are. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you for the information. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Absolutely, Tyler. Bye-bye. Keep taking care. That's good. That's good. So, all right, taking your phone calls, 1-800-465-8770. We're waiting for another phone. Lines are open for you. Oh, my goodness. Yes, anybody can get through. Yes, we were all backed up. Now we have phone lines open. So if you have a question, call right now. That would be perfect at 800-465-8770. We are live every Saturday, but like we mentioned earlier, we're not going to be here on Christmas Day or on 
New Year's Day. However, we do have a special guest that uh, we've arranged to uh, make some phone calls before heading out on his very important day, which, of course, is Christmas Eve. So uh, we will have some special guests coming on the show uh, with some health concerns. Santa and Mrs. Santa. Santa and Mrs. Claus, yes. That's right, Mrs. Claus. Uh, Christina is her name, or is it Jessica? It depends on which Santa show you're watching and the history you get that from. That's right. So, Mr. Mrs. Claus. We'll have to ask Santa. Yeah, what is her real name? So, uh, we're going to find out more, too, because Santa is aging. well, He's older than most of us. He is about fifteen hundred years old, yeah, and he doing well, doing well. But he has some bad habits. Well, but I saw, you know, I I, I went to the Snowflake Lane parade back in down in Bellevue yesterday, mm-hmm. and I noticed the Santa and Mrs. Claus were on separate floats. Ah. I couldn't help wondering, is there some discord in the Claus house? Possibly. Why aren't they on the same float? Oh. That worries me. A couple of things. Hmm. Separate floats, maybe separate bedrooms. Uh, don't maybe know. Maybe there were weight limits on the float. I don't I know. Have Santa no idea. starts beefing up but, about this time. Yeah, but I do worry about that because, you know, he, he's headed out for a a gluttony of sugar cookies. Mm-hmm. And eggnog and milk. And eggnog and milk on Christmas Eve. So, you know. So I don't know what's going on, but I, I was a little concerned for them. They're, they're a sweet couple, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's one of the few elfish marriages I've seen last a thousand plus years. So, but we'll talk to them. Okay. On Christmas. On Christmas Day. All right. And then uh, we'll talk with them again, uh, kind of find out what's going on after Christmas and as we head into that new year. That's right. All right. A uh, quick question here from a caller. We have, uh, she wants to know, she's 60 years old, Dr. Mixon, uh-huh. and she wants to know what is different from the blood test that we take for the health analysis uh, than at other doctor's offices. We just do a lot of tests that your other doctor has never done mm-hmm. <laughs> in their life. Well, I can testify to that. Um, <laughs> you know, we are checking things such as your homocysteine, mm-hmm. uh, which is a, a marker for both cardiac and risk of dementia. We do your your APO epsilon studies, which is a genetic study, which tells us, again, what's your risk of infectious versus dementia demises in your later years are going to be. Uh, we look at a lot of your inflammatory markers, your high-sensitivity complement reactive proteins. Um, we measure eight different hormones, not just estrogen in women or testosterone wow. in men. We have eight different hormone studies that we do in every man and every woman because men and women have the same hormones. We just have different amounts of each. And so the ratios we, we want to take a close look at. Uh, so, yeah, there's a, there's a whole host of things that we do and some things that we don't do on everybody, but we can do on people such as the cardiac particle sizes. We do a, a Boston cardiac uh, study. We will, for every new patient, offer them a... Um, a Cambridge brain study in which we actually look at six different aspects of mental function mm, okay. so that we can tell where you are mentally compared to other people of your age and gender. Because men and women go downhill at different rates in different aspects of their mental functions. This is true. So, you know, we're, we're looking to see where you are not compared to other people your age. We're looking to see where you are compared to a healthy young person. 
And our goal is to get your numbers back to where they were when you were 25 to 30. Yeah, I just wanted to get back on the chart. I was like, what? Why didn't my doctor tell me this? They've been so low for so long. And now I'm getting help at longevity. And now I'm seeing a difference with that energy, with numbers coming up. I'm getting on the chart now. Finally. (laughs) (laughs) We'd love to have you come in and see us at Longevity Medical Clinic. And we'll tell you more in just a few moments. Stay close. Uh, Leading Edge Medicine continues. 